and welcome everybody to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on X at Fedoff. This is episode 108 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. This will be the Louisville recap. But first things first, head over to our website at FanStreamSports.com for all additional podcast information. If you have an Apple device or an Android device, please feel free to download the FanStream Sports app and then head over to our Facebook page. Additional content out there as well. Please feel free to share that with your friends and family. Episode 108, it's almost midnight right now. I would rather be in bed right now. I'm tired, but I didn't want to focus on this tomorrow. I would like to sleep in instead of focusing on this pathetic display tonight. Notre Dame loses. What is the final score? They lose 33-20, to 20, almost got another garbage touchdown at the end. Pathetic display, pathetic display, pathetic dis- pathetic display. As I said earlier, I didn't want to waste my time tomorrow morning. I want to sleep in instead of focusing more on this pathetic display by the coaching staff, the players, you name it. I haven't felt this bad about a, a performance uh, where we were obviously the better team and just laid an egg tonight. But probably since 2019 against Michigan, when it just looked like we didn't care either. Uh, Notre Dame got off to a slow start. Uh, they actually passed. They are actually moving the ball pretty well. Three straight passes. Then Sam Hartman kind of does a uh, jump ball to Rico Flores. Wasn't the greatest pass. And I can't give the entire um, fault to Sam Hartman. I thought Rico Flores should have fought for that ball a little bit more. Louisville intercepts it, goes down and scores, makes it 7 to nothing. And then we – that was the thing too. It's like you have three play, pass plays. Why not try to get the running game involved? I don't know what the deal is with this coaching staff. When we either get too many pass plays instead of trying to change it up to have a more balanced attack, we do not do that. When we get into a second and one, uh, just run the ball, get the first down. Then we try to get a pass. Then it's a third and one, and we can't even convert the third and one. They have to be the worst team in the nation when it's a third and one or fourth and short. We bunch up the line too much, spread the team out, Louisville made it so easy when they had a third and one. I don't know if they had any fourth and ones just to get a a one or two yards. They made it look so easy. We make it look so damn hard on these short yardages. And I'm just getting sick of it right now. I've been a huge supporter of Marcus Freeman for the last two years. And, you know, we're the second half of year two. And, you know, it's fair game now for criticism, right? Well, it's fair game anyway, but now it's just getting to the point where is he the right choice? I know right now Jared Parker is. This is what happens, people, when Jack Swarbrick, the outgoing athletic director, is too he's too much of a tight ass and cheap like Ron Paulus, who just screwed up the situation last year with uh, Andy Ludwig. He would have been our offensive coordinator from Utah, and he's got some gray hair, too, where this coaching staff, I feel at times, is in kindergarten. The average age is probably under 40 years old right now, and I know sometimes if you can coach, you can coach, but except for Al Golden who I think is probably 54, 55. I'm just starting to think, I, I shouldn't say age is always a factor, but we need a little bit a little bit more gray hair in the coaching staff right now. But unless this staff turns it around quickly, we need some more experience on this coaching staff. As I said earlier, some gray hair, because this young staff just isn't getting it done, especially on offense. I will say there's probably two situations that could have changed the complexion of this game actually three one was it was tied seven to seven we get a turnover right away on louisville to start the game they catch the ball get a fumble we we recover it 
I think it was uh, Cam Hart that recovered the fumble. And then we go pretty, I think it was like three and out. But here's the thing. It wasn't a perfect ball, but it was, well, it, damn near was a perfect ball by Sam Hartman to uh, Chris Tyree. And he lets you just bounce off his face mask pretty much. And a good team usually lets those opportunities just slide by. They have other chances to uh, capitalize throughout the game. But with this team, you got to capitalize any chance you can get. That would have made it 14 to 7. I think that would have broken Louisville's confidence somewhat. And maybe we could have, I don't want to say ran away with the game, but maybe get a two, uh, two score lead at that point. You know, go down, stop them, and then maybe get a field goal, touchdown, make it 21 to 7. But that's wishful thinking. Another chance, I think it was 17 to 13. And we hold them at midfield. But then Maris Leofau, who is worthless. I'm sorry. I know he's a young kid, but these guys are grown adults or uh, young adults right now. They better learn to take this criticism. He's been awful all year. He cannot tackle. Well, that's pretty much the entire defense at times, even though they played solid up until late into the fourth quarter. But we stopped them. Maris Leofau has a face mask. He's not even part of the play, obviously, because he can't tackle. So he wasn't in on the tackle at that play. It was the it was probably five, six yards outside the actual play, and he does a stupid face mask. They end up scoring a touchdown, I think, two plays later. And then also there was another play. What was it? Um, or maybe that was it. I'm trying to think. But the Tyree pass, the, Le the Leofow face mask, and I'm trying to think. Well, even too, I think the next possession, we had a fourth and 10 at our own 35. Uh, There's still probably nine minutes left. And we ended up holding them just to a field goal to just make it a 27 to 13 game. You know, if Market Freeman punts the ball, maybe we still have a chance to at least make a make it into overtime. But there's ample opportunities. As I said earlier, the big two were, I thought it was three, but no, it's two. Chris Tyree, catch the pass. It's a touchdown. Maybe that breaks Louisville's back, less confidence, and then we take control of the situation. But no. That's too easy to do with this team. And then Maris Leofau, just a bonehead play uh, where it's just a face mask, not even close to the play. So let's just get into, I'm just really, this is very unprepared. I'm just going to kind of uh, go by the fly here as I mix up my words here. But as I said earlier, I don't want to waste any time tomorrow morning. I want to sleep in. I Steelers play at one. That's another disaster in itself right now. But um why waste any time? Get this out of the way and then get a good night's sleep and forget this. And I can't say this just pathetic, pathetic display. So first downs, Louisville had 17 to Notre Dame 16. Total yards is pretty even. 330 for Louisville, 298 for Notre Dame, which is so frustrating because you know, yeah, Louisville played out of their minds tonight, but with all of our turnovers and everything and just dumb plays, that sealed the deal. We should beat this team. Uh, Sam Hartman had his worst game. Uh, we'll get into his stats a little bit later. Uh, passing, they only passed for 145, uh, but they rushed for 185, and a lot of that, I think, was in the fourth quarter. Uh, passing, uh, 254 for Notre Dame. And then we only had 44 yards rushing, which is just pathetic. We cannot do any third and shorts. I can't say enough. They just bunched the line together, and they had the receivers in there too, plus the tight ends. The defense knows what you're going to do. It, it's easy to to defend that. I can't say enough. How incompetent can this, can this offensive staff be? 
Jared Parker, I'm sorry. I'm sure you're a nice guy. You seem like a nice guy. But Swarbrick and Paulus screwed the pooch on this by not hiring Andy Ludwig last year because they were too tight in the pockets. And it, I can go on and on about this, but this is biting us in the ass right now because of that damn hire last year, or non-hire, as I should say. As you can see, I'm very salty now. I wanted to do this with pure emotion tonight. If I had a good night's sleep, or I probably wouldn't be a good night's sleep still thinking about this, knowing I had a podcast to do tomorrow, which I will not have now. But uh, I think if I didn't even have a good night's sleep, I couldn't show the raw emotion here, and that's what we need to see. I, I just looked at some other podcasts here. I'm John Kennedy from Always Irish. He's going off right now. I'm sure uh, uh, Irish Breakdown, they're going to be going off pretty soon. Uh, Blue and Gold Illustrated. I think it's Blue and Gold or one of the other ones with, uh, God, who is it? Um, uh, Mike Goolsby and uh, Mike, I forget his name. But anyway, it, it, it's, it's good to do these on raw emotion because it's, it's year two. It's second half of the season already. And something's got to be done either now or maybe I, I respect Marcus Freeman, but maybe he's not the guy for the job. Uh, I'm starting to feel that not just 50%. I'm getting to about 70 to 80%. And who knows? I always say give a guy at least three years. But if we finish eight and four again, that's no progress to me. And I said in my earlier podcast, what if they had hired Mike Elko two years ago? Maybe he'll be our coach next year. Who knows, but we shall see. What else here? Penalties, three for 35. The big one was Maris Leofau, that bonehead face mask that he had. Uh, Louisville was six for 35. Here's the big thing, too. Turnovers. Don't expect to win a game on the road against a top 25 team that's undefeated. We had five turnovers. They only had one. Uh, what else? We lost two fumbles and then three interceptions. Time possession was pretty much even, 28 for us, 31 for Louisville. Let's go to the box score. Sam Hartman, not the greatest night, but he had no time to throw either. I, I said this earlier when Greg Schaefer was on my program today, or not today, uh, earlier this year before the season started, uh, we kept saying, too, this offensive line is probably a solid offensive line, but it's not the, the 90s Cowboys. Everybody was acting, even the so-called experts were saying this offensive line is so good. We got Joe All, you know, this All-American. Uh, he'll be a, a top five pick in the NFL draft. He he got blown away tonight, too. I mean, just bull rushed at times. I, I think he gave up probably at least one sack. He might have given up two sacks tonight. And this offensive line is average at best. Blake Fisher had an awful. We had a big gain to Mitchell Evans on a pass play. He had a face mask blocking the defensive end. He can't have that. It, very average offensive line. Excuse me. Um, uh, Sam, 22 of 38, 255 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. One of those touchdowns was a garbage interception, though, or a garbage touchdown, I should say. Uh, I, I said not the greatest, and I feel sorry for him. He gave up the NFL draft. I don't know if he would have even been drafted last year, and he did get a good NIL deal from what I heard. but. This is the thing, too, not to get off on a tangent, but we were told this year, and we thought, too, after those first couple games, Notre Dame was just missing that quarterback to buy for a playoff spot and maybe a national title. They're far from a national – it's not just a quarterback issue. It's mostly with the offense. I will say the defense has its moments, but they never can finish, it seems. Uh, last week they did finish against Duke for the most part, but they didn't finish against OSU. 
and they still can't tackle. Benjamin Morrison may be an All-American corner, but he's one of the most worthless tacklers I've ever seen in my life. And why can they? This is game what seven tonight, and they still don't know how to tackle. This is coaching staff. Okay, now you're going to get a lot of criticism right now because it's year two, and we're halfway through season two. Uh, rushing Jeremiah Love, he ran good, but they didn't run him enough. Five carries, 37 yards. Aldrick estimate 10 for 20. Uh, Sam Hartman, negative 12 because of all the sacks. Uh, Jadarian Price, one for two. Receiving, led by the tight end again. What did I say on my last podcast? When you're leading receivers a tight end, that that's, that's a recipe for disaster right there. And these receivers are just not getting separation. We have no, I think his name's Tim Hyde. I think he's on the Blue and Gold uh, podcast. He said, too, until we have a perimeter threat, I don't care if Joe Montana's the quarterback, we're not going to be successful. We're going to continue to be 10-2, and 9-3 and three without an outside threat. And Tobias Merriweather, Chris Tyree, they're not being that outside threat right now. And your leading receiver, like last year with Michael Mayer, is now Mitchell Evans. It's great that he's developed into a, a great player, Mitchell Evans, but your leading receiver cannot be a tight end. Four receptions, 71 yards. Here was a nice surprise tonight. I didn't know who this kid was. Jordan Faison, I think he's a, or Faison, maybe he's his last name. Two catches, 48 yards, and he had a touchdown pass when the game was still not in doubt when we tied the game. He kind of reminded me of, I don't know if you remember, in the night, he played from 97 to 2001. Joey Getherall, real small guy, but a, a real speedster. He was a deep threat. And uh, I'm like, is that Joey Getherall out there? But I, I just couldn't believe. I'm like, who is this guy? He was number 80. But hats off to you to Jordan because you can create more separation right now than Chris Tyree and Tobias Merriweather, which is pathetic for this team that a, a freshman that barely plays can create more separation than our two so-called best wide receivers. Uh, Chris Tyree, three for 24, had that awful drop in the end zone that could have changed the uh, complexion of this game. And uh, Jaden Thomas, two for 33. Uh, Holden Stace, he hasn't done anything really since the NC State game, two for. What did, uh, hold it two for 16. What else? Spencer Schrader though. Hats off to you. I've been on your, I've been on your ass pretty much the entire year. Cause you're so inconsistent, but two for two and his longest for 54. He tied another school record for, um, Notre Dame. So great job. You two for two. I can't ask him. And they were long field goals too. And, uh, he's been very, erratic this year but hats off to spencer schrader i've been on you pretty well this year but you shut my mouth up tonight too bad the rest of the team couldn't play to the way you played tonight is what i'm trying to say i'm trying to get some defensive stats but at this at this point who cares because this game was absolutely pathetic so no defensive stats they played well for three and one quarter of the game and then they just let the game go away and i know Maybe they're getting tired, but hey, no excuses. And I know this is – so we had Ohio State, Duke, and Louisville back-to-back-to-back to back to back night games. I know finals are this week for Notre Dame. And I even remember when Lou Holtz coached. It seemed like they would have their worst games during final preparation or after finals. But I'm sorry, that's part of the, that's part of the game. You, you got to find a way to win. And the coaching staff, maybe they need to not – I don't want to say practices. I don't want to say practices hard, but find a way to not get them burned out for the game. And I'm not saying they were burned out, but it seemed like they were not totally locked into this game. 
But in any event, if you're if you're a big time program, if you're supposedly getting all these big time recruits, if you're a great coaching staff, it shouldn't matter. Yes, there's going to be obstacles throughout the year, but it shouldn't matter that this is the third night game in a row. And next week's going to be four night games in a row. God knows how that's going to go against USC. But um, I can't say enough, but what else here? I'm just kind of going. But the big thing is tonight, you are seeing the bonehead move that outgoing athletic director Jack Swarbrick and his little puppet, Ron Paulus, their gaffe last year, not opening up the checkbook for Andy Ludwig from Utah. I think tonight would have been a different story. Maybe not, but this offense, I've never seen an offense regress like this at Notre Dame in my life. Heck, the 2017, which was pathetic, that was Jimmy Clausen's first year. That's when we lost, you know, Brady Quinnen the previous year, Jeff Samarja, Rhea McKnight, uh, Darius Walker, and it was just pretty much all freshmen. And we found out that unless you were super talented, Charlie Weiss couldn't develop a team. But that team at least progressed throughout the year. I think they finished, what, three and nine? But at this point right now, I'm, I was pretty pumped up for this season. But at this point, Next week, maybe we'll beat USC, but even if we beat USC, okay, that keeps us in in the hunt for a New Year's Six Bowl. And let's say we make a New Year's Six Bowl. I doubt Sam Hartman plays. I wouldn't. Why get hurt and like uh, risk your draft stock status? So who knows what kind of a chance we would have if we get to a New Year's Six Bowl. But it's really tough to get excited right now. I have a tough enough time right now with the pathetic show that my Steelers are because you talk about a bad offense. As bad as our offense was tonight, the Steelers are a thousand times worse with the incompetent Matt Canada. And I'm starting to think Mike Tomlin has become incompetent too. I think 17 years may be enough for him. But there's just nothing really to get. I'm more excited about uh, – I know the girls' team, they're always – the girls' basketball team is always pretty – they're always in the hunt. I don't think we're going to get to the Final Four this year because we have no inside presence. If I see like a sweet 16 at lead eight, I'm at least excited for that. Coach Shrewsbury, Micah Shrewsbury, taking over for Mike Bray. That's pretty much a whole, he has a whole new staff, a whole new basketball team pretty much. And I don't think we'll even have a winning record, but I'm still excited just to see what we have. And he's just a young, up and coming, not really, I shouldn't say yet because I know this staff is so-called, the football staff is young and upcoming. But Micah Shrewsbury at least has some experience as a head coach, whereas this coaching staff with Marcus Freeman and his other staff just didn't have much experience besides Al Golden. But set that aside, I'm I'm getting to be more excited about. I, I finished. I I I said the basketball team, the men's team, would probably finish 12 and 20 at best. I don't even know if we play 32 teams, or if we play 32 teams, I would say 12 and 20. But that at least gets me excited because it's something new. I know he's an experienced coach, and maybe he'll surprise us as well. But I'm more excited about that right now. Uh, today, I, I saw uh, The Exorcist Believer. It was getting annihilated by the reviews on IMDb, Right and Tomatoes. But sometimes those reviews are just people that, I mean, it's all subjective, but sometimes people are just, how can I say this, just over the top with their movie reviews. And I, I could get it too. David Gordon Green did the uh, the last Halloween reboot for the uh new trilogy in 2018, 2021, and 2022. But it wasn't the – there were some good parts and bad parts. So I was going in there pretty much with low expectations. That It's not the greatest movie ever, but it's a solid 8 out of 10. 
David Gordon Green, he blew me away today with his, that movie today. Whereas Notre Dame, what I'm trying to get at, Notre Dame, I was expecting a lot more. I, I, I predicted a 38-24 to 24 win. I thought with the defense that Louisville had, we'd finally get back into the swing of things with the offense. I would have never thought David Gordon Green, who did an average effort to me for the Halloween trilogy from the past you know, five years, he blew me away with Exorcist Believer. I never would have thought that today. I would have thought it would have been the other way around. I go see this movie. It's crap. It's awful. It's a 5 out of 10 stars on IMDb. To me, it was 8 out of 10. Whereas today, Notre Dame wasn't even 5 out of 10. They were about a 2 out of 10 in their effort today. I can't say this enough. Uh, Maris, I, I said Maris Leofau, he should not be playing. It's just, get one of the young guys in. He can't tackle. Uh, whenever he blitzes, I always say he's like that. Or Mike Goolsby always says in his podcast, uh, he's like a bug in a windshield. He just gets caught in a windshield and splattered. Uh, can never make a play. He did make a sack today, but I could have made that sack. It was a very gracious sack. The, actually, I think the referee kind of blew that a little bit too soon. Uh, the, the whistle, that is. But uh, sorry, sorry, Maris. He's got to sit the pine right now or sit the bench, whatever you call it in football. I think it's sit the pine in basketball. But anyway, what else here? But can't say enough. David Gordon Green, uh, great job with Exorcist Believer, Notre Dame. You just uh, shit the bed today, to put it bluntly. Uh, I don't like to use that language too much on this podcast, but today it's it's warranted. Absolutely pathetic performance by Notre Dame today. I would have never thought I would be more pumped up about seeing Exorcist Believer uh, from David Gordon Green and you know Danny McBride, who's more or less a comedy writer. Uh, but the comedy today was watching Notre Dame play today. Just pathetic, laughable at times. I hate it. I'm usually like, it, it's been a while where, I mean, even last year's team, I think they were pretty much in every game. I mean, at the end, I think USC kind of pulled away a little. But it what I mean, pretty much by the, Midway through the fourth quarter, this is pretty easy where it's just you're staring into space and say, get this get this thing over with. I'm trying to think the last time. I mean, even going back to 2021 with Brian Kelly, the Cincy game was fairly close. Uh, he They finished 11-1 and that year, and then we blew the Fiesta Bowl, but we were up by 21. That get, went down to the wire. Last year, we lost to Marshall. That kind of went down to the wire. Who else did we lose? Ohio State was kind of down to the wire. Uh, even the pathetic display we had at Stanford, that was now that was a pathetic display, uh, like tonight, but at least that went down to the wire. I mean, this one, what was the final 33 to 20? It was 33 to it was a 20 point game at one point. Uh, so it's probably been since that Michigan game. If you want to say the Rose Bowl when we had no chance to beat Alabama, but that I wasn't really expecting anything. But this is Louisville, and I know they're. They got a new uh, coach, Jeff Brom, who came over from – he went to Louisville. It was always rumored he was going to go to Louisville, but he's coming from Purdue. And there was always rumors that he would be possibly the Notre Dame coach when we hired Marcus Freeman. Maybe that would have been a better – again, nothing against Marcus Freeman, but he's still only, what, 38? And sometimes I say you need some gray hair for, um, for coaches at times. You need some of that experience. I mean, some guys – I mean, I remember Bill Cower. I mean, Bill Cower was, what, 34 when he took over the Steelers? And I think Mike Tomlin was, too. Uh, and they – well, Mike Tomlin, 
he had a great quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, but I know he's never had a losing season, but still I'd rather have more Super Bowls and a couple losing seasons to compensate for that. But with Bill Cowher, uh, until he had Ben Roethlisberger, he, he still put out pretty good teams. I mean, he had uh, Neil O'Donnell, Cordell Stewart, Mike Tomzak at times. So it can be done with younger coaches, but we're just seeing now, this is just, it just seems like it's a kindergarten staff right now. And Jared Parker, you're probably a really nice guy, but this should be Andy Lugwood right now. And shame on uh, Jack Swarbrick and Ron Paulus for, uh, for not making that hire last year. Cause now we're seeing the, the after effects of that. And we still got what, what are we now? Five in two. So we got five more games. And we could have two more losses easily, USC and Clemson. And then you're looking at eight and four again, same as last year. And if you win a bowl, it's nine and four, same as last year. If it's eight and five, worse as last year. So so there it is. Uh, I know this was kind of on the fly and not too much of an analysis with the numbers, but I just want to get this out of the way. I want to sleep tonight. I don't want to get up a little bit earlier to work out and then get this out before the Steeler game. I want to get this on pure emotion because I think we need to get some pure emotion right now to either fix this thing immediately, which is easier said than done, or start to maybe look. I mean, you don't want to make any change right now, but after this season, if this is another eight and four, nine and four, eight and five, I always say give a guy three years, but if you're not progressing, that new athletic director, what, Pete Bavacqua? Because Jack Swarbrick, he's going to be on his way out uh, in 2024. And God help us that Ron Paulus is not in any of these decisions going forward. But um, maybe some changes need to be made. This, is, this, is the, this isn't like the old days where let's give a guy three to five years. This is win now. I mean, look at Louisville. They were nothing special last year, and they're 6-0 and right now. They're not going to win the national title, but they're doing better than us right now. And it's just frustrating where some teams just seem to turn it around so quickly. And then we've been waiting for 30 years right now on a national title. So thank you so much for joining me for episode 108. And as always, go Irish. <laughs>